0: Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on a new episode of the Music Reviewer podcast. My name's Josh, and thanks for joining me on a new album review. I know it's been a while since we've done an album review, uh, but I also kind of hinted that uh, it would be a while until we kind of were doing those again. Um, and there are going to be a few more down the pipeline. Um, I think, surprisingly, December has been somewhat fruitful in terms of albums honestly, I didn't think I'd be as interested as some of the things that have come out this month as I actually have. But uh, yeah, uh, we will probably have the uh, latest Bad Bunny album, uh, album review down the pipeline next. And then also an album I was probably going to review regardless, uh, Miley Cyrus's uh, latest one as well. And yeah, it's been a while. I think the last actual album review was the Great Dismal, uh, by nothing uh, that album, which has actually kind of grown on me uh, more and more over the past few weeks. So, if you haven't checked out that album, The Great Dismal, is not a bad album. Um, I dropped a worth a listen between then and now, and then obviously some best and worst track of the best and worst tracks of the week. Uh, but yeah, this episode is going to be episode 40 of the album review series. The album is titled Hey U X by Benny uh with the album being released this past November 13th um <clears throat> yeah and if you are and just in case you didn't know I dropped a best and worst track of the week a couple days ago. If you haven't uh, listened to that episode, uh, check it out if you're interested in hearing my review on the latest BTS EP that ended up dropping on the Hot 100. Also, my thoughts on the latest, uh, some of the tracks on the latest Megan the Stallion album. And then also the handful of singles that dropped from Morgan Wallen's uh, next upcoming album. Uh, and if you know the kind of format of the show, uh, especially how I write it on YouTube, it was BTS versus Morgan Wallen, if you want any more hints. Uh, but yeah, not a bad week last week. Um, it looks like the next, this upcoming week of Best Worst Track of the Week will feature an album bomb from uh, Bad Bunny, which um, I was going to review it either way, so... It'll probably just be one of those episodes where I reference the review a lot. Um, But nonetheless, let's get into the gist of this album review. Like I said, the artist today is Benny. She is classified as, on Wikipedia, an R&B and alternative pop. I really think she leans more on the indie pop, maybe bedroom pop sort of side of things. I can see how she would be listed, listed as an alternative pop artist. I mean, if she was... She did kind of have a huge, massive hit this past year uh, that got into the Hot 100. Um, maybe she will end up being a bigger pop artist, such as like maybe a, a Lord Light or a uh, Billie Eilish Light, even though she's a little bit different from both those artists uh but what makes her similar i guess to like lord is that she's from new zealand she's classified as a singer songwriter from new zealand and the past couple of years for her have been good in terms of like relevance within new zealand um i think in 2019 and this past year 2020 she's dominated in the new zealand music awards winning uh Awards like Single of the Year, Best Seller Artist, and Best Pop Artist. So, definitely New Zealand is championing her as uh, their pride and joy right now in terms of uh, what they're offering to the overall pop music scene. Um, and then also in 2019, she was pretty successful with the New Zealand as well with her singles Glitter and Soaked, which kind of were responsible for her popularity rising um, in New Zealand, respectively. Although it wasn't until 2019 with her track featuring Gus Dapperton, uh Super Lonely, uh, that gave her a huge, massive hit internationally with the help of getting popular on TikTok. Uh, the track, if I'm correct, even lasted a bit on the Billboard Hot 100 and peaking at 39. So uh, for an artist as fresh as her and not really even having any album uh, support or anything, riding just off that TikTok hype, and it got radio hype too, I think, Um that's really good for peaking at 39 i mean uh, someone like my girlfriend even recognized the song and was really jamming out to it the other day when i was playing in the car although she didn't know it was betty um I, it just shows you how um it was widespread that song ended up being and it seems like in 2019 she had a strong uh, showing in the australian side of things uh, she released two eps in 2019 with the latter one getting prominence uh, in Australia, especially with four singles getting onto Triple J's Hottest 100, which is kind of like the Billboard Hot 100. So definitely it, she was gaining traction all the way back in 2019. I think Super Lonely was responsible for that as well. So she's definitely up and coming. Uh, she is a bright star in the making. Um, I just find it odd that her debut album ended being released in November, um, of this pandemic year. I really feel like maybe it was planned, uh, for being released in the summer, but maybe they thought the pandemic would die down a bit later and then they could get maybe some touring support behind a November release, but that obviously proved wrong, um, uh, and honestly, I'm not really. I wasn't really sure prior to reviewing this what to expect on this project. Like, if you've been keeping up on my past episodes, I've been saying yeah, there's really nothing I'm dying to review, and I said that's why album reviews are going to be a little bit more sparse. And I saw this when it came out. I was like, hey, that's a possible album I can check out. Um, and for some reason, I kind of. Uh, I guess I kind of uh, brushed it under the rug. I I really didn't think anything would come from uh, listening to this album. I wasn't really familiar with Benny's music, honestly, either. So I knew she was kind of in the alt uh, sort of vein, like the alternative music sort of realm. I knew she was featured on Alt Nation a few times with uh, some tracks. um, So I knew she was definitely part of the alternative music, I guess, scene at the moment. But overall, I'm really glad that uh, I checked out this album. It definitely was a pleasant surprise. And prior to going into this, it's not like I didn't know anything that was on this album. I was actually surprised that Super Lonely was on this album. Um, all Just because it's has been released for over a year already. And I just had forgotten that it was uh, released by Benny. Um, but, um, it, but there's so much more to this album, really. And... Uh, She's kind of um, she kind of benefited majorly from obviously from the success of that track but um, I fear that she will not get as m- enough attention on the overall uh, just uh, vast variety on this album that kind of features her in my opinion this album's more like a showcase of what she's able to do Because while the album, yes, does go for like this bedroom pop type of alternative pop sort of feel, she kind of presents herself uh, throughout the album as being able to be a pretty versatile artist and fit in to, you know, different singles or different tracks um, with a, a nice sensible, I guess, approach. She doesn't kind of give me this cookie cutter feel that I think... Uh, A young artist like this could possibly fall into And it's been a while I think since I've heard like an indie pop artist like this, especially something on their debut album be this consistent Uh, Starting with the first track happened to me uh, Automatically I think this track ended up being uh, a little bit inspired by Weird Fish Arpeggie from In Rainbows by Radiohead uh, it's awfully similar compositionally, especially with the swift-sounding drum track all throughout the, the song, and how the chord changes in the guitar track are just paced almost exactly how you they'd be on Weird Fishes Veggie. Now, the chord progression isn't the exact same, but... Uh, if they changed it up a little bit, it'd be pretty damn similar. Uh, and I like her take on this sort of aesthetic. This track has a hint of accessibility in parts, so it doesn't feel like that much of like this uh, obscure indie track. It In parts like the chorus, you can hear maybe like some Billie Eilish type vocal performance and execution, which is kind of popular right now. So they definitely knew how to spruce it up and make it, I guess, more. Uh, accessible, and the track does have a sense of etherealness and dreaminess, especially as we, especially as we approach the instrumental interlude towards the end. Um, and also, there's this echo delay effect that's a slightly, on, that's put slightly on the vocals that you can kind of hear. It's a cool feature of the song. Uh, also, they have this exposed chorus at the end. That's a nice moment as well, and I think this is a nice opener for the album Same effect was the second track. I don't think this was quite a highlight, but it also wasn't a bad track Overall, it's a cute track with a lot of charm Ultimately, I really think the track leans on the textures incorporated in the instrumental uh, that give the track a nice feel um, It's kind of like this mesh between indie pop and bedroom pop Um But I didn't think it was in terms of like being on the same level as the third track here, Sheesh, featuring Grimes, which that's one thing. Uh, To get Grimes on your debut album, uh, among other features on here, I think it's pretty impressive, uh, especially to get her to do a vocal and a production feature. Uh, This track is one of the best on the album. Uh, It has this sort of electronica hyperpop feel to it. it's a stark difference and shift from what we've had on the album thus far, which, granted, we're only on the third track. Uh, and you can definitely hear the touch that Grimes put on this. There's a dancey nature on this track, which is a nice change of pace. Uh, this really, It really gives the album an overall push of energy in contrast to the past two tracks that I think was needed by this point. And I think it's it was just really smart to put... Uh, put this here with uh, with Grimes' production, giving this track an overall change uh, of filter. Um, it really gives Benny a different platform to be on that I think she ex- uh, she does well in. Uh, and Grimes does a light and airy vocal feature on the bridge where you can hear her sign- signature vocal traits, and I dug it. Um, also, like you can hear maybe some light Charlie XCX influence on here. The chorus is actually pretty hooky as well. It's it's, it's a, a pretty poppy track. Um, also, there's like this hint of like video game, main menu kind of music to it on certain parts of the track, on the melodic material. And it's, it sounds a tad retro. I dug that uh, aesthetic as well. Next, we get the massive uh, pop hit on this album, Super Lonely, featuring Gus Dapperton. Um... It's, it's very poppy, it's accessible, um, probably the most accessible thing thus far on this album and overall on the album, with the exception of another track. Um, some pretty stripped down textures on this track, a drum machine, some bouncy bass, spaced out guitar chords and uh, vocals, and maybe some embellishments thrown in. I like the borrowed triplet flow that Benny does on the verses and how they're incorporated on the track. I thought that was a nice quirk. Um, it's a solid pop track. Guts Dapperton honestly sounds like Mark Foster on here, just a little bit more goofy, uh, and but but the tone and register are awfully similar to Mark Foster. Like, if Foster the People were an up-and-coming band coming out in this decade, I think uh, you would have definitely substituted Mark Foster for Gus Dapperton. Like, it's that similar. Uh, But the track is nice overall. The next track, I didn't quite feel like it was a highlight titled Snail, but it wasn't bad either. Um, I dug the electronic influence on here with the bouncy synthy bass structuring the track and the fluttering synth arpeggios um there's more of a borrowed hip-hop flow in sections like in the pre-chorus so i like that thrown in uh or seeing that thrown in and i like seeing how the hip-hop ideas are implemented in this track uh the next track though i found to be pretty interesting playing featuring lily allen and Flo millie uh mainly just like these features uh, of two different worlds flow millie is this kind of underground up-and-coming rap artist from alabama that's kind of like in the city girls vein or just like this. I'm a bad bitch type of rap style. Uh, I'll fuck you, man. And that sort of shit. Uh, and then Lily Allen is the, I guess, the British pop star that is still kind of doing things. But she's kind of like fell out of relevance, at least on the state side. I don't know how big she's doing in the UK. But interesting that they got three, uh, these three artists. Uh, on this track because i I would never see uh, in a million years lily allen uh, coming onto a track with Flo millie even being featured with just benny here i think is a little odd but it comes together um this track is a light r&b influenced track There's a nice arrival to the chorus on this track uh, that creates a nice moment, and we get a sensitive vocal performance overall on this light trap instrumental between Lily Allen and uh, Benny. Uh, I think it's the obvious silver lining of the track. The vocal performances here are pretty top-notch. Flo Millie honestly fits decently on the track for being a wildcard rap feature. I'm kind of surprised how they got her to fit into this sort of genre. She somehow drops a verse that re recapsulates the overall essence of the track in a pretty concise manner. Um, So that was pretty cool. And Alan's vocals are light and soulful and fit in decently. It's not a bad track. The next track here I thought was pretty nice as well. Cool. This is the other, I guess, contender for being the most accessible on the album. I like how we get a return to a more energetic type of track at this point uh, with some dirty and mobile bass lines that are great. There's like this talk box like effect on the guitar material that's a great touch and maybe some light Dua Lipa influence as well. And maybe this is quite accessible when I listen to it and it sounds pretty radio ready. Uh, It probably won't end up being a massive hit or even a hit, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it gains some traction. And the track overall just grooves, has a nice hint of tension on the pre-chorus right before the chorus. And that arrival on the chorus here is really great as well. Uh, Only thing is I'm not really too uh, big on the cool sample at the end of one of the choruses. It kind of just sounds a little cheesy. It's like this man saying cool over and over. Um, But probably one of my favorite tracks thus far. And then we get another really great track, Winter, featuring Mallrat. Mallrat being uh, another up-and-coming young artist, but from Australia. That's kind of in the alternative pop music sort of vein as well. She's had some of her hits respectively as well. Uh, on this track, we get a really great deep and dirty synth line that structures the track. Just And it just hits you right away when the track starts. I like that we get a more somber and moody type of track here as well. It's kind of dark and cold. Um... And I like the thin and driving guitar 8-note chord progression that guides the track as well. Uh, another really memorable and hooky chorus on here. There's a whimpering and dreadful color on the vocals in the chorus that is really nice. And it just enhances the song. And uh, I-, I will say Mallrat and Benny do sound quite similar. But if you've heard Mallrat's music, you can definitely tell she's on the second verse. Um, and she has a nice performance on the track. I think they picked a, f- a great feature. So a pretty solid track there. And then after that, um, the next highlight on the album, I'd say, was Night Garden featuring Kenny Beats and Bakar. Uh, this is the other feature that I was pretty surprised uh, with Kenny Beats being the uh, quite in demand producer and um, him providing some production credits on here. Uh, this, I think it's pretty good for a young artist like this to have him on there. Uh, this is uh on their album and and this is a track that it uh, kind of just it symbolizes a uh, a stark shift uh, for whatever reason for the rest of the album i hear a lot of amy winehouse influence for some reason and i'm not drawing the comparison that benny by any shape or form is the next amy winehouse she doesn't make anywhere near like the same sort of music But there are some hints and influences here um, on the next couple of tracks, uh, especially with the spacey and groovy pocket drum track, especially that that's featured on this track. I think that attests to that. Um, It's a very soulful vocal performance as well. That's kind of where I'm hearing it. And I like the playful melodic bass line that's intertwined with Benny's vocals in the chorus. Another thing that I found unique to Amy Winehouse's music that I haven't heard in a while. Uh, Batcar, I guess, provides the rap verse here. First time hearing him, he fits in well. It's not bad. Yeah, you know, he kind of incorporates this melodic rap singing style. And uh, I get a little bit more also hints of, like, Billie Eilishness on the vocals at times with how our tone sounds and some of the whimperingness on the vocals. Um, not sure if that's even a word, but it sounds whimpering at times. Uh, some pretty dry textures overall on the instrumental. It sounds quite different from the rest of the album The next track all-time featuring Maroki wasn't a huge track of this uh, This track I feel like it could have been left out of the album, but I do hear some of that same You know Amy Winehouse ish influence. There's also like some 60s sort of Influence going on with like this bass line that sounds like stand by me in the intro but really, this track just kind of sticks out, uh, and not in a good way uh, in terms of the rest of the album. Uh, especially with the feature, Maroki, he fits in pretty inoffen- inoffensively, I guess. I would have liked to hear someone else featured, honestly, because he kind of just is there. He doesn't really enhance or take the track any other direction. Uh, pretty bad on this track. It's a bit sleepy. The next track i found to be a pretty nice highlight, If I Get to Meet You uh there's some chirpy electronic elements that greet you on this track it brings back the some of the light charm that we heard earlier on in the album and there's a nice arpeggio synth melody that is featured throughout the track that gives the track some nice color and energy overall i think she fits in quite well on this kind of track i'd like to hear more of it um and uh, this track has a sense of dreaminess and etherealness as well i think she kind of does well in those sorts of roles and one of the better tracks by far on the album too and then we get the closer see you didn't think this was quite a highlight either but i do appreciate the vocal performance here and how it kind of fits in well with like the light acoustic accompanying guitar and the light auxiliary percussion uh she doesn't really do too much or do anything too cliche like put in some belting towards the end and i kind of appreciated that i liked how it kind of stays low-key and relatively simple but also not predictable uh, and i thought overall this was a solid project um i want to hear more of what benny does uh, hopefully this ch- album also doesn't kind of go down the uh the wayside and is forgotten about because uh, i feel like in a different context maybe there wasn't a pandemic pandemic going on and she could tour in the festival so i feel like this album would have been a lot more relevant um and i give it a seven out of ten This is a pretty solid uh effort especially on a debut album I dug several of the ideas thrown out on this album. Some like, so, especially going back to the very first track with like the the Radiohead influence, the Grimes feature being on there. Um, also, maybe like some of the. Uh, Electronica stuff the hyper pop stuff like Dua Lipa and Charlie XCX I think that's a direction Betty can explore more on and uh, if she kind of just ends up being that kind of artist, Where it doesn't really ever come down to like maybe one distinct style man I don't necessarily see that being a bad thing either If you just continue if she just continues to experiment and see you know how she grows But yeah pretty good album glad I reviewed it if you made it to the end. Thanks for sticking around my name is Josh. I'm the music reviewer. Stick around for some more album reviews coming out soon. If you enjoyed the podcast on your respective streaming service, go ahead and subscribe. If you have some feedback, um, go ahead and lay it on me on YouTube in the comments section. You can find the music reviewer there too. Like and subscribe if you're into it as well. But anyways, take care of yourselves. I think she does pretty well on like electronic structured sort of tracks um also the really dark stuff like winter i thought she fit well in on so overall i think this is like i said a showcase of what she can do and what she's good at